Excuse me, sir. Sir? Yeah. Is this glue monkey safe? Uh, well, what's it say on the back of the label there? It says child safe, but not monkey or primate safe. How, how big's the monkey? I have several monkeys. Are they child-sized? I have a two-child-sized monkey, one old grandmother-sized monkey. Yeah, okay. I'd yeah, say they fine. average out about a child. Okay. Yeah, you so can use no that. biological issues or anything? No, no. This stuff will work great. You can what glue a- all the monkeys together, do whatever you need to do. Oh, Lord, no. It's for scrapbooking. Um, what... What's the cleanup on these? Are those free-range monkeys? What's that? Are those free-range monkeys you have there? Uh, Well, I have a few monkeys that are allowed indoors, and then some that are adrift on the property. They're not caged by any means. All monkeys need masks and leashes in this store. Oh, Jack. Jack's fine. You got to leash that monkey. (laughs) He's a free spirit. He's, well, we have those tree displays and he's crawled up onto the top of it. We don't even have a ladder to get that down. Well, to be honest, you offer no bench for rest. I mean, everybody else in this store may have not have noticed these chimpanzees, I believe they are. But I have. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that he's a chimpanzee. Get your kid out of the tree, lady. Do you have any um, gummies that I might throw at him? Oh, we've got... Well, I don't show this to everybody, but I do have this endless box of jujubes. I hear it's a great seasoning. What do you think I'm seasoning? I'm not cooking my monkeys. Th- and also, I, what is a jujube? I think you use Is it a jujube. sweet tart? Is it a gummy bear? It's just like a gummy. Okay. This is the weirdest arts and crafts supply store I've ever been in. Listen, I can't explain to you how jujubes work and what glue you can use on monkeys. It's all getting to be too much. I'm not using it on the monkey. The monkey is scrapbooking. I do you not recognize my monkey? Steve, Steve, we got a lady that she's get bit by like a chimpanzee on aisle twelve. Oh God. <laughs> that woman obviously provoked Jack, okay? She must not be a hockey fan. Do we still have a mop? I mean, what, what am I supposed to do? Well, actually, I believe my other son, Louie, has your mop. He's glued to it now. <laughs> this right, glue, got, glue got everywhere. All right, enough monkeying around on this week's episode of Five Day Rentals. We powered through MXP. Most extreme primate. (laughs) Wow, welcome back. All right. I've got my themed cocktail here oh yeah what's in it uh modello and uh some chi chi margarita mix nice 
like Kyle said, I wish I had a chocolate shake mm-hmm. and some churros. But anyway, welcome back to Five Day Rentals. I am Bones. I'm here with Kyle and Dan. Say hello. Hey. Howdy. All right. Uh, Dan, a few weeks ago, we found out we're on now on uh, Apple Podcasts. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. You can still find us on Spotify. Tell your friends. Find our email. We'll talk about all that shit later. I want to jump in. Now, this was my movie selection for Dan's theme of extreme or extremely extreme sports a little backstory for this selection um i have a mind palace that is like a video store so for any of these selections i will walk through a hollywood video or a movie gallery that i've used to work at or a blockbuster that i used to creep on this girl and i that's how i sort of visualize these movies and this movie came out as working at a movie gallery at the time. And this is one of those, like, what the fuck is this movie every time somebody rented it or it came through? So, initial thoughts on MXP, boys. It was goofy. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. Dan? I'm going to say that tonight I'm drinking Miller Lite. And last week, for Robot Jocks, I drank all my IPAs, and I wish I would have saved those for this week. You were pretty loosey-goosey last week during Robot Jocks. You, Yeah, I know. Let your, your hair down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who's Damn. covering the, uh, the laundry mat tonight? There is no laundry mat, guys. I'm just getting it out of the way for your sake. Did you burn down another one for the insurance money? I mean, Told you not to mention that. How do you think we got a year on Podbean? Oh, shit. Ooh, high roller. Well, I know when you burn down one laundromat, two always pop up in its place. Popular business. Mm-hmm. Breaking bad. All right, that was a car wash. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, Dan. I, I could take the I wish I had my IPAs tonight either way. Is that you wish you had a stronger alcohol so you would forget tonight? Or you wish you had a tastier beer than a Miller Lite in order to celebrate (laughs) this Canadian family goodness? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll get there. You get through the plot, and I'll tell you after that. Okay. I didn't need to look anything up to know that this shit was Canadian. (laughs) It oozes... You didn't know that, Kyle? You know, I did no research, as I always do, for these things. And, uh, you know, when you said it's a Canadian film, it it uh, it all kind of clicked into place. It felt Canadian in spirit and in mind. Body and soul. Yeah. Now, this being from the same people that brought us Airbud. Airbud seems as American as possible. Was that also made in Canada? Do you? No idea. Or did they look at the American format that was Airbud? It says Airbud on the cover mm-hmm. of this film. I can read what it said. Maybe just from the creators of Airbud, maybe. Yeah. 
Well, they're probably Canadian. Do you think that's where Hobbs and Shaw got the idea to have it as Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw? The Rock saw MXP and saw, well, that's presented by Airbud. No, I just think they said we have to have the words Fast and Furious on here or a third of the people won't show up. You uh, Is The Rock in Fast 9 or F9 or whatever the fuck it is? Dude, I've seen the first Are they totally Fast and split? Furious and that's it. Man. Apparently I have nine other movies to watch. I have... You didn't watch Tokyo Drift? Nah. The only reason I watched Fast and Furious was there was this guy in high school that was like, yo, dude, you want to go to an Edema concert uh, this weekend? The way you like it. And I was like, all right, yeah, dude. And his mom drove us up in one of those giant fucking vans that had the TV and shit, like the captain chairs. And he's like, oh, man. I just recorded Fast and Furious. It was a VHS, and like he put it in, and we watched Fast and Furious going up to fucking St. Louis. And that's, what? What did he record it from? I don't know. It looked like a bootleg almost. Were there commercials? Nah. So maybe he had a a dual DVD VHS player. Oh man. It might have been. It sounds DVD. like he's rich if he's got a TV in a van. His name yeah. is DJ. You don't you remember that guy? DJ with the van? He was a Mexican guy, and he had, like, the big earrings, and he wore the ball choker necklace all the time. He might have been uh, gone by the... I think he was, like, a year up above me. But, yeah, it was one side zero... Edema, and I was at Fubar. It's the only fucking time I've ever been to Fubar. No bile on the lineup. Nah, there's another band, but I can't remember the name of it. They would have been in their post second peak. I bile, like, yeah. Oh, I, thought year. I thought you were talking about Edema. No. Did For, did Edema ever peak? Uh, yeah, their first album. (laughs) (laughs) I think they just recently put out an album. I don't know. For all the listeners out there, Adeem is a band. You can look them up on Spotify and us as well. Mm -hmm. A band that two-thirds of this podcast listened to unironically. (laughs) See if that helps you peg our age. I'm trying to think of the other song. That they had. Just the way you like it and something else. Maybe send, it'll, you'll, maybe it'll come to you later. Send yeah. me an angel. No, that's lips of an angel. You know who else has the lips of an angel? <laughs> Jack. It's a little monkey named Jack. It's a chimpanzee, goddammit. Right. Listen. We hate cancel culture on this podcast, (laughs) yet we try to be progressive. If at any point I say monkey instead of chimpanzee, it is only out of ignorance, not out of hate. Half of our listeners are animal rights people, because we covered Deep Rising. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And did they send you hate mail for talking shit about asshole eating squids? We advocated for that squid, so I thought we were pretty fair. Yeah, okay. to the squid and pro a... ass eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five Day Reynolds is a pro ass eating podcast. Yeah, do it if you like it. Just open this podcast with that message. <laughs> Spread the love, <laughs> like the cheeks. Mm-hmm. Love is love, no matter how it smells. We got a Miramax film here. And a Keystone family picture. That must be the Canadian arm. Did did anybody see Ben Affleck's cameo? In this movie? Yeah. No? That's just a Miramax joke. Oh, okay. Although, Karan, you're looking like a little Ben Afflickly tonight, dude. Why is that? I don't know. You just... I look better than fucking Affleck. <laughs> My God. <sighs> we don't have time for this segment. This is a Robert Vince film. I'm going to wet my whistle here. All right. So we open on El Simeon Nature Reserve. We've got chimps and various other monkeys jumping and screaming, climbing and playing. And we cut inside a little nice house. We see our hero, Jack, a chimpanzee. He sits inside at a table looking at a scrapbook. And how immediate does this, how does this lady decide who gets to be an inside chimp and I who is have, an outside I chimp? I had the same question. <laughs> what it, What do you have to do to get into that house? To... I think they all start as inside animals, and then the first time they throw shit... They're out. They're out. So you're telling me Jack's never hurled a handful of shit? Jack gets his frustration out on the course, out on the ice, out on the half pipe. He does a lot of bed flips. Beautiful, beautiful bed pit. Uh, it was literally my next thing was, why is Jack allowed in the house? Also, he's wearing clothes. The whole, the whole time. That mm-hmm. goes along with being allowed in the house, I Wait, guess. I don't. Do we see any naked chimpanzees in this film? The ones outside. The ones the outside. No. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it makes Kyle. I'm, I'll ask you. Dan will get upset. Kyle, how would one wash monkey clothes? <laughs> Come on, that is a Dan question. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> and a washer and dryer, just like everybody fucking else. You, I'm sure you're gotta be a lot more lint though right a little thicker robin williams forearm style lint coming off of that right that's what the lint trap is for guys i mean your hair is longer than your wife's i don't have a wife Come my wife motherfucker my <laughs> wife's hair is definitely longer than mine i wasn't yes. talking about you cron well i answered uh, so He's we present. start here. We start here in the uh, the audio of of Jack's glory days out on the ice. We realize he's looking at a scrapbook. He starts flipping through. The emotion coming out of this chimpanzee in this first sequence it it got to me. I'll be honest with you. It, 
<laughs> motherfucker sold me on <laughs> on his sadness. Um, so he gets to a new page and he glues in haphazardly a uh, newspaper clipping that states the ZHL has banned primates. Yes, pretty shitty job scrapbooking, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He just kind of slaps that picture down. The damn corner's hanging off the side of the book. Did, sloppy, dude. Mm-hmm. Did anybody catch what the Z was in HL? No idea. I actually, The one thing I did Google with this movie was ZHL. It's too and illogical. Then, <laughs> then why wouldn't he be allowed? Yeah, he, he, wasn't, he was playing against humans, not other animals. Primates ruled too was, close to humans. <laughs> or, or was he playing against zoologists? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, maybe it was only for zoologists. Could be. Yeah. Bunch of fucking weirdos. Mm-hmm. And like little shorts and safari hats. Mm-hmm. So, what we haven't talked about, this is the, the third movie in Jack's arc. Previously, he had played hockey in MVP, and then MVP 2, um, I believe he was a skateboarder. So, did you else? watch? Did you watch parts one and two for this? No, no. <laughs> but I gathered enough information from his scrapbook. Well, d- did you look up any plot points for one and two? No. Because I was wondering, like, what happened to the families that were caring for Jack in parts one and two that he's... Like, is it always the same setup of Jack is now missing and Jack does an extreme sport and then Jack gets reunited? I don't know. I'm just saying, you lose the same chimp three times, not your chimp anymore. (laughs) State takes over. Yeah. Yeah. I think I could write it in my head on what the movie would be, but then I'd be afraid that Dan would tell me, oh, you're just describing Star Trek. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, oh, wait, you're describing Home Alone. Mm-hmm. So so Jack has to complete the Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> Is that the uh, right way to say it? So Jack hops over to his bed. And, uh, man, is he sad. Um, we cut outside and we see Louie, a uh, much smaller chimpanzee, and he's with some lady. What I can tell you is that we do not know this lady's name until the very end of the movie when she introduces herself. So her name is actually Julie, though. Julie's riding around on a little golf cart, and she asks, uh, where's Jack? Must be inside. And then she says, uh, I think it's time for the big surprise. Um, They cut into Jack's room. Julie comes in and says, I know you miss your hockey and skating and all of that, sort of condescending to the guy. Um, Then she leaves the room and then comes back in, and we reveal that the big surprise is that they're going to Mexico. Her and Louie come in with sombreros and ponchos and shaking maracas. Louie's going fucking apeshit, and Jack couldn't be more excited. He start, He does, what, 24, 25 backflips? consecutive series of backflips. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they're stoked. 
And we immediately cut to the airport with Julie pulling one carry-on bag and four different primates. That's not um, enough stuff to take care of four chimps <laughs> in that bag. Yeah. So we've got Jack, Louie, I believe one of the other, they almost look like bonobos or much older chimps. There's a Lulu, and I don't know the fourth one. He's pretty quiet. Real, more, though he's the most reserved of the four. <laughs> The most stately chimp. Mm-hmm. So, and all of the chimps are Mexicoed out. They are in sombreros and ponchos. That's how I dress when I go. Mm-hmm. Blend right in when you get off the plane. I dress like that when I go to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. So imagine what I do when I'm actually going to Mexico. Right. Um, they go up to the, the check-in desk, and the woman starts... She immediately has this smugness of like, you know where I, why I'm here and where I'm going, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, she accidentally drops uh. her purse. Um, and then instead of just immediately cleaning up the purse, decides, I'll pick this up in a second and gives each chimp their individual boarding pass. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out that she was unable to get seats all together. So they're going to be separated. So he really waited last minute to book this chimp flight to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Now, Ch- chimps. Jack, Jack has an, enough discipline to um, compete in human sports, but not enough discipline not to just meander over to any um, rack full of candy. Yeah. So as he goes over to a rack of candy, I couldn't tell. Was he trying to steal it? I think he saw the kid because there was a kid over there getting candy, I think, and he just saw that and walked over was he, there. Oh, was he about to steal candy from that kid? <laughs> no, I think he was just looking at it. Okay. Crime of passion. All right. So then we get the Home Alone 2 aspect of the film. There's a field trip group of children, very diverse. Mm-hmm. There happens to be a kid about the same height as Jack, also wearing a sombrero and a poncho, and he's got to piss real bad before they get on their flight. Then there's a little bit of a mix-up, and wouldn't you know it, that Jack gets mixed in with this field trip and ends up on the wrong plane, and he ain't going to Mexico. He's going to Colorado. Listen, here's the thing. I don't understand the mentality of these wannabe Hollywood Canadian parents but if your kid got cast as child confused with chimpanzee, would you be okay with that? If the money was right. Yeah. Also, you did say he went in there for a piss, but he's in there so long the terminal clears out. That kid was definitely taking a dump. Or the kid has a kidney stone and needs to strain. No. That kid was dropping shits in there i don't know we've talked about it on the cast but we're in week three of dustin's kidney stone watch further development or developments to follow i've been logging in every day dude in our downstairs bathroom i'm starting to see the handprint on the wall Mm -hmm. of like when i have to lean over so i can push into the strainer well i click over onto the webcam that's set up every morning Oh, okay. It's like you guys a, need me to move the angle or anything? No. Nah, you seen nah. everything okay? Oh, it's perfect. Don't touch perfect. it. Okay. You have a beautiful dick. 
<laughs> what do you and listen um do you guys drop your pants all the way when you pee or i thought you were just doing that for show okay i lay that, that answers uh, it i lay across the toilet <laughs> It's better on your back. Get a few push-ups in. Well, I just kind of, yeah, I kind of balance out. Like, I just spread all my appendages. Four points of contact on the ground. And then that ring around your torso. So our chimp mom, she's in a panic cleaning up her purse and everything else. So she gets on the plane. She sends Lulu and the other one. And she thinks Jack's with them. She gets on the plane. Jack gets on the wrong plane. She's not allowed to check in on the other row of chimps because they're immediately about to board. So here we are. Jack ends up in uh, Colorado, Blackbush, Colorado. Um, and the rest of them go to Mexico, like we said. Uh, and then we cut to some kid hitting the slopes, shredding powder. Um. He magically ages up and down in this sequence. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he comes down bottom of the slopes, and we see his dad, the most Canadian-looking person in the movie, without a doubt. He kind of looked like the very first shot of him. He kind of looks like Chandler from Friends. I got an Eric McCormick from Will and Grace vibe. Yeah, I could see that too. In the face, yeah. This guy's the worst fucking dad of all of our movies of dads that we've that we've watched so far. I mean, at least he's not a werewolf. That's true. We don't know that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So the dad starts giving, you know, our little little backstory. I know you miss your friends, you'll make new friends here, and that's why I wanted you to join the snowboard club. So we immediately know that they're well off. Right. Oh, hell yeah, dude. So we we cut back to the other flight. Julie wakes up, and now she, she has the mom from Home Alone moment. Oh, my gosh, I need to go check up on him. Kevin! Yep. <laughs> she goes back to the back. Lulu and our other guy are just fucking chilling, enjoying that extra arm room. Well, which, there was two fucking seats there. There wasn't three seats, so how did she figure Jack was back there? I thought there were three seats. I thought they just looked like there were two. Cause she, no, I think that's the the three seat side. Cause you got Julie, Louie, and then some random ass dude who you gotta feel sorry for. If you ever got on a plane and a chimp sat next to you. What fucking world are we living in where nobody just, if a chimp comes walking by, you're gonna be like, yo, no. Well, I, that's the, not only all right. pers- the only person to really react that way is the dad later on. Mm-hmm. No, and we're getting to that. Um. So yeah, she finds out. Oh my gosh, where's Jack? Then we cut back to, um, the kid, which is Petey. We find out, um, his older brother, whose name is Jay, and the dad. They're all at the airport. Dad's got to go away for a business for a few days. Um, they say their goodbyes. The dad is very sincere. That was a note I had. Like he definitely loved his kids. Not enough, obviously, to find a different job, but didn't require travel. 
<laughs> not enough to abandon him every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is um, Jay like his kid? Are these two two sons from two different marriages? No, because I don't think uh, Jay would have talked about you know, like how awesome you are because we share the same genes, you know, when he's talking them up later. Well, it seems like Jay is already established in Canada, Colorado, and it kind of brings, I don't even know the fucking kid's name. Pete? Pete. Pete. There you go. I, don't know, I just had that feeling like, oh yeah, this is my other kid. It seems like a stepbrother type of... I. Th- I thought they were tubies, and this man was their parental guardian until they reached maturity and could compete in the robot wars. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't provide the initial sample. He's simply guarding them. Yeah, three yes. three hundred and sixty degrees, listeners. So that's what we do. All right. So they say their goodbye at the airport. Oh wait, there is a part here where when the dad's leaving, he says, "Uh, uh." all my numbers are on the fridge. And I was like, this movie was made in what? 2004. Mm-hmm. They had cell phones by then. True. So this was shot in 2000. I don't think cell phones were in Canada. Till 06. Until the teens. Almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. They didn't have cell towers up there. Probably had a uh, two emptied out cans of beans connected by a string. Well, those beans were emptied out to make hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, but they, they... What do you call that, Dan? I I went two back. Is that a 720? It's a 720. Let's see if we can get a 1080 going. Once All the right. coke, once the cocoa is gone, though, you can make a, a rudimentary phone. But why'd you just pour out those good beans? Well, you pour out the beans so you can have the cocoa, but then when you drink the cocoa, now you got a communication device. Last week, we did talk about climbing another mountain, and I think when we get to the top, that's the drink of choice that we're going to have. Hot cocoa out of out of, can, yeah. of, <laughs> out of some, some bush beans. And empty bush beans. Well, we got to dump the beans out, though. We should mix that into a drink. The rad. What was our second? Rad jock monkey. No, we should call it the fart tailor. <laughs> <laughs> what what liquor are we going to put in it? Like whiskey? That seems to go with beans. What's the most radical of booze? Well, I guess we'd have to add milk. Somehow. For loco? Yeah. So the the dad finally fucks off. He's going to his flight, and he happens to pass. What do you know? It a chimpanzee and a sombrero and poncho. He's mm-hmm. taken aback. You'd think you'd remember this. You'd think this is something you'd tell your son, or certainly something you would remember when you woke up to a chimpanzee in your bedroom. But we'll get to that later. Um. Petey and his brother. They get in their van. They're going to go get something to eat. And this is where we establish uh, Jay's appetite. All right. Um, Loves Mexican food. 
loves it. I mean, why not embrace the Colorado culture and eat some Rocky Mountain oysters? I don't know. Did they say where they where they moved from? From Portland, right? Oregon. Yeah, Portland. Figures those libtards up there would let a fucking monkey play hockey. Now you're going after Jesus, Portland, <laughs> and libtards. <laughs> you mean the what? You, you mean the left coast? Jack goes outside, <laughs> sees a uh, Mexican food delivery van, and sneaks in the back of this. I, does he think this is going to take him to Mexico? I think he thinks that I, I kind of guy on the. I thought it was like this thing on the truck is dressed like me. Okay, because I, I didn't down know your route bones. Yeah, I thought yeah. like oh maybe he thinks it's going to take him to where he needs to go. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. Which is pretty smart, right? Like, oh, fuck, I'm obviously for, not in Mexico. Maybe it's taking me the rest of the way. For a fucking I, chimpanzee, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know that he's in Colorado, right? I obviously didn't piece it together, so I guess if that's his thought process, he's operating more succinctly than I am. Right. They say, um, say they're pretty close to humans, you know? So he no more gets in the back of the van and... De- the delivery driver hops back in and takes off, and then Jack sneaks into uh, some chips and salsa, and it's the worst I, dip. I mean, and eating. Fuck double dipping. That chimp puts his whole goddamn <laughs> hand, hand in that jar of salsa. <laughs> he smears that salsa on like war paint. <laughs> He's got conservatively three chips worth of salsa the way he's eating it uh we cut back to the monkey family they've arrived in acapulco and immediately (laughs) um julie runs back to the desk to try to figure out how she can get back and we find out there's a hurricane and they (laughs) of course (laughs) so they have no idea when the airport will be open again. So you may as well just go to your hotel. So we're going to put put Julie and the other monkeys away for a while. This lady is teetering on sanity. If you're, ta- if you're flying four chimps to Mexico during hurricane season. I will say. It's a desperate cry for help. I will say that I actually watched this entire film this week. But that was a joke. <laughs> I want to see the movie for with her. I want to see her story. That's an Oscar-winning fucking drama right there of how she ended up in this position. That's all I'm going to say. How she ended up with the Royal Tenenbaums of chimps? I mean, one of my notes is, when did her husband leave her? Oh, there's no way. Just, this woman. You, she was married. She got too much into these chimps, and he was like, look, the chimps are me. Right. Is it because the dude shot blanks so she couldn't have kids? He's like, all my chimps are on the table. (laughs) (laughs) That might be. And she's like, we got babies right here. And he's like, no. No. 
They're eating all the glue. There's shit everywhere. I want a scrapbook too, Julie. These are like just these are like these doves in the fucking hunger on the top floor. There's shit everywhere. Hey, speaking of the hunger, this this movie <laughs> makes fifty percent half of all the movies Bones has selected have chimps in them. Oh, that's true. This is true. God, you got a fucking fetish, bro. Yeah, what's with the chimp thing? I don't know if I'd say fetish, but... Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> There's a third movie. It's going into the fetish category. No. See, the next movie will be non-chimps again, but it's the movie after that that we have to keep an eye on. Chimps are outlawed after this. There's there's no more monkeys. I'm not agreeing to that. Yeah, I scratched off I scratched a, off my monkey category. It's a bullshit rule, and you know it. We'll leave it up to the... It's a fucking democracy. The delivery truck arrives at the next stop. Uh, the driver loads up his dolly with supplies, and Jack gets out and starts helping push him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very polite. Yeah. Um, Jack sneaks into the kitchen, just literally sneaks by all the guys in the kitchen. Nobody in this movie sees chimps. Nobody. Mm-hmm. His poor peripheral vision up there in Canada. I was waiting for the Fight Club twist. <laughs> really, Jack, Jack's really, not real. <laughs> if it wasn't for the dad God, in the airport so acknowledging him at this point, nobody really has reacted to Jack aside from Julie. So the maybe it's Julie Jack who accidentally peaked. it's Julie who ended up in Colorado. Oh, maybe oh it's actually. God. Maybe it's actually more of like a Shutter Island thing where Pete, uh, mm-hmm. Pete's going along with it. Pete's the only one that can see Jack, but Jay is trying it's to going along. Yeah, is trying to get Pete to break out of the cycle. Oh, Bro, can you can you imagine sense. Mark Ruffalo as Jay? <laughs> It'd be a goddamn Oscar-winning performance. All right. Uh, so Jack sneaks in through the kitchen and then into the dining area and climbs up a fake palm tree, pops a squat up top. Petey and his brother, they show up. My question is, how did the delivery driver beat them to the restaurant? They left a good few minutes before the delivery driver, right? Does he just know the best route? Is that, he yeah, he's there? he's yeah. a delivery guy, so... PD's new, maybe missed a turn. Well, hopefully Jay's driving. Pete's. <laughs> yes, yes, you're sorry. Yes. Pete's eight, maybe? I don't know. Mm. Jay passed out from eating junk food. Yeah, maybe he's teaching Pete to take the wheel. There's multiple people that pass out while eating in this film as well. I've, I noticed that. Is that a funny gag up in Canada, I guess? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I forget her real name, but the waitress shows up and says, I'm so-and-so, but I think she says you can call me Juanita. Yep. Um, Jay shuts her right down. I'm going to cut to the chase here because my brother and I are as hungry as we are foxy. I'll have four chicken burritos, two chicken chimichangas, a chocolate shake, and can you stick some of those gnarly churros in my shake? And then what does poor little sad pathetic Pete order? Just a plain cheese quesadilla. Plain cheese quesadilla. 
you know, not Jesus just, Christ. Why not just order two slices of white bread at that <laughs> point? Pete is a bitch, bro. Like, he's the biggest bitch in Five Day Reno's history right now. Yeah. Put him on the enemies list. No, put him on the bitch list. Yeah. But for right now, I think he proves his ball size later, bro. Because his balls drop, if you know what I mean. They doom drop. The fuck version did you watch? Yours didn't have Peter North in it? (laughs) It would have made perfect sense. Uh, Mexico is absolutely ravaged by a hurricane. (laughs) M-X-X-X-P. Is Peter North Canadian? I mean, it's in the name, right? No, he's got. I'd call him. I'd call him the Great White North, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) his bro are chowing down. Jack's hiding up in the tree above. He starts dropping candy and Jay's food. Jay is pretty much unfazed. He acknowledges that there's some gnarly sweet taste in these chimichangas, Mm -hmm. and then just moves on. Um. So we cut to Pete at home. He's just longing over the photos of his previous home. You see they, the we see skipped the over. They dine and they dine and dash, bro. They don't even fucking pay. They just walk out. <laughs> Check this is passed. true. We do not see them pay. Oh yeah, because he does say like, "I need to go get some dessert," and they just leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Juanita was pretty disrespected, so she probably didn't come around a whole lot. I feel like they're there literally every day, so they probably just have an open tab. Not this fucking guy again. They probably pay up at the end of every week. I feel like a lot of Midwest Mexican restaurants are those restaurants that you bring the bill up to the counter or like the register on the way out. Mm-hmm. You know, you stand there and get a peppermint and a toothpick. Yeah, why is You know that? what I mean? And your dad's paying and you're like, give me the fucking keys. Like, let me start the car. It's cold. You know? And... Yeah, I'm going to have to shit in like six minutes. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. <laughs> and your brother's like wanting to play in the vending machine. The and then you claw game. And then you have to take the tip back to the table to put it on the table. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because this is before you could just add it to the card. Yeah. And you were hoping that there was a quarter, because obviously there was a quarter candy machines or the little homies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get a foil alien sticker on the way out. Yeah. Your dad gets pissed when you put it on the back of his car. One of those sticky hands that only sticks for about four tries. Or stains the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That happened. Um, Jack is unable to sneak out, so he ends up having to stay the night at the restaurant. And the next day, he's woken up by the cleaning crew, and what do you know it? He sneaks out again. He starts meandering the streets of Blackbrush. So uh, Jay drops Petey off at school. It's his first day. Of course, he's timid and nervous. Um, Then we cut back to Jack just meandering by a limo. Then we get to see what's going on inside the limo. We got a mob boss, Polly, 
yelling at two schmucks, Guilford and Stanley. He's yelling at him for ruining a job. You owe me my money. Um, there's some their jokes don't really play. I think they have like two jokes throughout this. Pretty unnecessary subplot to the movie. Yeah. Um, so for the for the for this podcast, I'm probably gonna blow over a lot of their stuff. Um, well, I did like that their gang was pretty diverse. There's like an Italian mob boss. There's one guy that's dressed like a mid '90s rapper for some reason, and then Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura's cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they get thrown out of the the limo, um, and it turns out that the job that they blew, it was blown because Guilford went through a drive-through when he should have been waiting as the getaway driver. Stanley says you're supposed to wait in the car. And Gil's joke is, I was in the car. It was a drive through Valid point. Valid point. Okay. <laughs> um, Jack continues to just run around the city. He finds the school. Um, Petey is eating lunch alone. He's sad. He's watching some other kids talk about the gnarly tricks that they've pulled. Bitch mm-hmm. alert. Yep. Um. Jack starts creeping in, th- looking through one of the windows. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a stalking ass monkey. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of when I watched Black Dog. Or Monster Dog, I mean. Through the window. Yeah. <laughs> Petey has his uh, little like sense of what's going on. He turns around. We don't know what he thinks he saw, but he can't believe it. Um, I mean... Don't you think he just thought he saw a little Mexican person at that point? Yeah, because he still does have the sombrero, right? Yeah, he's still got the poncho and the sombrero on. Yeah, but why would he shake his head? Because there's a ton of Mexicans in Colorado. I could absolutely believe. I don't know. I guess if I was a kid just eating my lunch and there's just some guy in a sombrero peeping through the window, Mm -hmm. I'd be a little caught off guard. Did they show Petey's lunch at all? Two slices of white bread. <laughs> One Brussels sprout and two slices of white bread. I'm going to ask if you thought Jay made it for him or if it's just as usual. A, feel cheese, like a toasted cheese sandwich. How? I feel like if Jay made it, it would have just been a series of, it would have been like, you know when you go to Kroger and they have like a 10 pack of burritos? Mm-hmm. It would have just been all 10. How the f- how old is Jay? He he's can old drive. To drive. He's not. Dr- yeah. He's old enough to drive. Now, shit. What's the legal driving I'm gonna say, age in I'm Canada? I'm going to say he's like 19 or 20. I was going to say like 17. Yeah, I was going with 17, 18. Then why isn't he in school? I mean, I guess he, you could have graduated at 17, but drop out. I mean, did you hear those sweet fucking pop punk band he has? Mm-hmm. They're going to make it. They got a good chance. I mean, 2004, that's the best chance you're going to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. If any pop uh, punk band's getting signed out of Canada, it's going to be in the early aughts. Do you guys want to know the the real band's name that d- did all the music for 
MXP. Sure. Dynamite boy. B-O-I boy? B-O-Y. B-O-Y. D-I... <laughs> no, I'm just shitting. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, Jay drops PD off at the snowboarding club. Um, sign points in one direction, and Jay says, I think it's that way. That was a solid joke, I think. That's the first, like, all right, yeah, they're trying here. Um, then we meet the snowboarding club instructor. I think she it's Hoena. H-O-W-E-E-N-A. Sure. Sure, okay. Why not? We'll just call her snowboard teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay drops that. He's got band practice, so BD or PD is gonna have to bus it home. And the uh, you're in a band, yeah, yeah, it's ska. So uh, it's the sound of the future. So this prompted me to ask you guys: Have you guys ever had to, uh, you know, subtly drop something like this to try to get girls' attention? Why do you think I was ever in a band? <laughs> That was my go-to. Like, I'm in a band. Yeah. I was trying, Kyle, I was trying to get Dan to tell this story involving a... Oh, is that the pizza delivery girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, have you ever heard this story? No, I don't okay. think so. Yeah, there was a hot pizza delivery girl that worked for Domino's. So I would just continually order pizza. And I was like, I'm going to ask this chick out. And I think I ordered like four pizzas before she finally showed back up and i was like all right i'll bring my guitar and shit out like into the living room and just be playing it when she gets here (laughs) and i was like so she showed up and i was like oh shit i was like oh thanks yeah i said i've been ordering pizza for like four days for you to show up and she's like what i was like yeah i was gonna see if you wanted to go out or something and she's like Oh, I got a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, that that sucks. And she's like, oh, you'll be all right. Like, you play guitar and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> Take all these pizzas back then. And then John comes out and he's like, I'm not eating fucking pizza anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it I could just I could just picture you op- opening the door like, oh, I could barely hear you over my axe. <laughs> I should have took my shirt off. <laughs> and I only know this because I think I showed up like five minutes later. Yeah, you might have. I and I was like, did. why is why is a guitar out here? What's this? And he fucking told me and I lost my shit. It's a good fucking plan. Oh, yeah. And she acknowledged it. She even straight up was like, hey, you know. where Where is she now? Still delivering pizzas. She's probably like, God damn, I should have uh, took him up on that offer. I think that's fucking ballsy as hell to be a hot delivery driver. She was hot. No, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's got to be hard as shit on them. Nah, dude, that's, that's the best job to have. Because, you know, I ordered four pizzas that week. Uh, and the guy always fucking showed up. Yeah. I think it's one thing to be a hot waitress. That's going to help you out. You know, I think having to go amongst 
the but fucking monsters out the here. The unwashed filth of the year. That's what I was going to say. As I've gotten older, though, I watched, we went to the sushi place, and this old dude was just trying to give his number to this younger girl, and I was just like, dude, just stop. <laughs> so dude. Was, if Sam ever leaves me, she's doing a disservice to humanity because I'm going to be a creepy old guy. You can't. If she's not there to keep me down, mm-mm. it's in my jeans, buddy. Mm-mm. I saw my grandpa, so I ain't fighting that shit. I'm just going to drive as fast as I want. I think that's the old thing I'm going to take. I'm 80. I was going 80. Leave me alone. I'm going to buy a chimp. I've only had two Miller lights. Well, this is my third one in my hand. So, yeah. So, Jay drops that he's in a band. Snowboard teacher. She's she's pretty impressed. I'm surprised her legs didn't freeze with how wet she got. <sighs> <laughs> worked for Jay, didn't work for me. Well, it doesn't fuck, really fuck dominoes. It's not like Jay ends up with this chick. We don't know we that, don't, dude. Yeah, we don't know. Did you well, watch the fucking sequels, bro? Yeah. I told you. M triple XP. I saw it. They don't get together. I think more realistically, Jay ends up with Julie. Because he's yeah. into the whole chimp thing. Mm-hmm. And then the dad starts secretly banging the snowboarding teacher. <laughs> we, we are getting into a whole different movie. You've seen that movie. <laughs> so Petey, Petey tells uh, the teacher that he used to race in Portland. Um, some summit, some big hill. The The teacher, seems, she seems pretty cool. She's on Petey's side. Oh, that was my, why is he in like the beginner's course if he's already raced... In mm-hmm. Oregon. That's what I was wondering. And then despite being a pro, um, he seems to have trouble keeping up with these guys. Yeah. Ends up falling behind the gang and accidentally heads towards Doom Drop. He almost goes over. He manages to catch a tree. Um, and then I'm thinking to myself, how would I self-rescue? Oh, I would take my snowboard off and use it. And he immediately does that. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this is like a legit... This is like not even a joke. I'm wondering if that's like what they teach is self-rescue. You know, use your board to climb out. Mm-hmm. Um, Petey makes it back down. So it, he was on that hillside for two minutes. Yeah. And somehow the teacher got back in time and has the rescue guys already called and prepped and ready. So they were getting ready to go look after him. I lost you guys in the trees. He sort of fell off a cliff, just nonchalant. Just, eh, sorry, fell off a cliff. Um, teacher says, why don't you go up with the rest of the guys and go get some hot chocolate out of a bean can? But he's too shy. He decides to go back home. Um, he gets off the bus just as Jack happened to climb a street light in, at a street corner. Um, this has got to be what the third or fourth time that he's seen Petey. Yeah. So he just starts throwing some more candy. Finally gets Petey's attention. He climbs back down a little bit of a standoff. Are you lost? And then immediately decides, I guess I'll take this chimp home. 
Do you think Juju B signed off on this? Is that what is that was that a Juju B? I think so. I think okay. doesn't doesn't uh what's his name? Uh Jay in the restaurant. I think he calls them Juju Bs. Okay. I know he talks about like it's a weird texture or something, but it's but, good. I've legit I mean, never had a Juju B, so I don't know what they are. If they did sign off on it, they're basically like well, your food is literally the only thing that this monkey won't eat. If they did sign off on it, they're idiots because it never even said their brand name through the whole film. No, I think that Jay says it. He says it, but it doesn't show the actual fucking product. Did you want him to like hold up a, a box of them? Yeah, uh, dude, I haven't told you guys yet, but Tampex... They want a sponsor, so they want a video. So, Kyle, naturally, you have a mustache, so it goes to you. Maybe we should do a, an ad for Tampax just to sort of, like, show them what we're capable of. Sure. I'm thinking maybe we got a snowboard teacher, and she's around all these horny little dudes, <laughs> and one of them compliments her, you know, and she's having a bad day. She's been a, had a little bit of a more flow, and the last thing she needs is the um, uncomfortableness of staining her um, snowboarding attire because these little boys are going to be tyrants. <laughs> I, this is just a first pitch. Or you're a snowboarding teacher and this hot 17 going on 19 year old guy in a band shows up <laughs> he gets you going so bad because you find out he's in a band mm-hmm. i don't know what does this have to I, do i don't know with i don't know how this pr- i don't know what this pr- i'm just trying to get into the mind of a woman listen all we got to do for tampax like you just, what you just pour windex onto a pad and let it soak in all right That's don it. draper Holy so shit. It's you what just every, solve all of it? It's what every ad has been. Here I am trying yeah. to tell a goddamn story. He just lit up a cigarette, folks. You just pour the liquid on there. If it flows, plug it with this. Tampax. I fucking, I fucking love that they they use blue mm-hmm. in those commercials. It's like, let's get as far away on the spectrum. I love it. All right, so now this chimp's just going home with Petey. Are you lost? Yep. Okay. Then we cut back to Stanley and Gil, and they're staking out a convenience store. Um, Petey goes in for some ice cream because it's a delicious winter treat. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you want after snowboarding. Yep. Right. And this fucking Paul Kersey is Petey's grandfather. That's why we don't... No, Petey's mom because she was raped and killed. God damn! I think we're hitting them all tonight. <laughs> That's the connection there. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, the goons—they're pretending to look at some magazines, trying to stake this place out. And they notice Jack sitting outside. They realize that's the monkey from one of the magazines that they're looking at. And then they instantly decide, "Oh, we should kidnap this monkey. We'll somehow make money out of this." Yeah, I, I mean, how much money? Do you owe to someone that kidnapping a chimpanzee is the way to go? That yeah. was that was my thought as well. 
How much are you even going to get for a secondhand chimp like that? Well, we know from the hunger that a chimp costs about five grand. And that was what, 84, 83? Now that's mm-hmm. $10,000. Was it 10? I thought it was five. No, it was $10,000, guys. What's the price in gold bullion? <laughs> we have to progress. What? No, progressive. That's our other uh, ad. <laughs> we are like a snowball, and it just it grows upon itself. Yeah. Plus, we want people to go back and listen to the other episodes and say, oh, I get the gold bars all over the goddamn floor reference. Those episodes aren't up. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Those Gold Hungers was in was, Hunger. Was it in Hunger? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. I've limited my big rig and peeing in bottle references <laughs> as those are unavailable. I literally said the other night, I said, oh, I haven't heard from the big rigs today. <laughs> uh, PD takes Jack home. I was uh, with a... Nope, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, he brings Jack home. Jack doesn't like the music coming from the garage. Um, PD tells him to wait right here, you know, and of course Jack doesn't listen. He goes straight into the garage. Um, startles the band, the drummer and the bassist, and then they start yelling at Jay like you got a Mexican chimp in your house. They react like they don't. They've never seen a chimp, and they're like not even on a documentary. Or I, I thought the same thing, but at the same time, if one just walked into the house I was at, would I have the same reaction? Not in this world. Because nobody sees the goddamn chimps in this world. These guys Except do. Except for the... Yeah. Whoa. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> cut to Jack and Petey playing Xbox. One. This is the... F- and Jack is soon addicted to fucking xbox <laughs> what is that game called is it cool borders mm, i think it was called like 1080 or something okay Ten, 1080 was in 64 that was 10 that was 1080 dude yeah that's what i'm saying 1080 had, was in 64 but they had xbox controllers yeah but the the game think- that you just mentioned was only on n64 <laughs> that's what i'm saying I'm like, that is a Nintendo 64 game. What why do they you? have Xbox controllers? But are you sh- Why would they... Uh, I don't know why they would do that. Okay. Maybe that was the only... Why wouldn't no. they just have an N64? So they wouldn't get sued by Nintendo. That game wasn't 1080. <sighs> I think it was, bro. I had 1080. So did I. That's The graphics on the Xbox were better. Yeah, I think those graphics were too good for N64. You throw your Apple phone in the fucking garbage can, then you fucking Microsoft bitch. What? What? The graphics on my iPhone are better than the graphics on N64. Oh, you can't go back now. (laughs) I've not said anything contradictory. (laughs) So Jay decides to hook Jack up with a cot. 
a cot that he's pretty proud of. The, um, <laughs> the best sound effects through the whole movie. <laughs> These are, quite honestly, they're perfectly reasonable accommodations, right? Mm-hmm. And then PD says, well, maybe he can just sleep in, sleep in dad's bed. So, obviously, Pete loves his dad, right? Wait, does, doesn't Jay say dad won't even let me sleep in his bed? Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember when you were 19 trying to cuddle up with dad? I'm sure it's because he's so fucking greasy from all of the junk food. Why, why can't he just sleep on the fucking couch? He was perfectly fine sleeping in a tree the night before. He's gotten a taste of the good yeah. life now, though. So they try to fall asleep. Like Dan said, there's some great sound effects with Jack trying to sleep on this cot. He finally gives up once Petey's asleep. Uh, wait, did anybody catch the goddamn book that he was reading whenever he's trying to like get comfortable before they go to bed? Yeah. That was a weird scene. The Charles Dawson book, like evolution book. Oh, Origin yeah. of the Species? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a picture version of it. I was what, like, was what the fuck? Well, he, he's looking at that Did picture. Did you say Charles Dawson? Charles <laughs> Dawson's say? Creek? <laughs> Charles Dickinson. <Yeah. laughs> Jesus. What are you saying, Kyle? Well, the... When he's looking at that book, there's like a picture of like a, a chimp hand and a man hand. That's later on, right? Okay. Where they where he grabs his hand while they're sleeping. Yeah, if we're gonna yeah. get there, I'll I'll circle back. Mm-hmm. Uh so Jack sneaks off to the dad's room anyway, finds out that the lights are on a clapper. Of course. Decides to, to take a shower and put on some pajamas. And then I got to ask, do you think he did that in five minutes, Dan? <laughs> no, because it, it took him. He went he went through the whole ordeal, like brushing his teeth, shaving after he showered. Um, mm-hmm. No, nah, shave, shave after I shower. Well, we're humans. He has hair everywhere. He was all dried off with the hair dryer and shit, and then he puts fucking shaving cream all over him like no dude if you were gonna do that you should have fucking shaved before you showered it's gotta be so hard to be fucking chimp well he didn't even he didn't even really shave I mean (laughs) let's get right down to it there wasn't a single hair that that was gone from the scene before well, he can't look like he a fucking idiot. He's just running through the motions. He still had all those whiskers all over his chin. I think he's adorable as hell. <laughs> not arguing that he's not adorable. It sounds like you're being kind of shitty. Well, I'm saying that if he was shaving, then he did a piss poor job. So he throws on some pajamas, hops in bed. Oh, this is so much better. So we cut to the next morning. It's breakfast. Jay pulls out the Rolodex of cereals as potential options. Um, 
Jack decides on orangutan O's. That would be the equivalent of us eating human beings, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. I I hope you got the one that's going to bring you back from that one. Last week you redeemed yourself. We'll see. I, I think I, it's a great joke. I fucking stand by homing missile, and I fucking stand by human beings. I did say all my chimps are on the table, though. So that was good. Mm-hmm. I don't judge jokes here. I want all jokes. Keep them coming. Peter North style. <laughs> um, Jay's going to call the Mexican consulate and Taco Bell mm-hmm. while Petey's at school. He never does. <laughs> Dick fuck never calls anybody. <laughs> he apparently called that reporter uh, that's true, later yeah. on. He, um, had, he had good intentions. Mm-hmm. He just, just no follow through. He just ate some Lay's and fell asleep. He's a high school dropout, dude. Mm-hmm. With the rapper uh, on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut we cut down south. The hurricane is still a-brewing. Uh, the monkey family, they're just bored as hell in the hotel room. Lulu is just destroying her nails. Um, Louie's upset that he can't go swimming. Uh, Julie says, sorry, you know, storm's still going. Sorry, he can't go swimming. He pulls a jack and sneaks out anyway. Then we get a funny little sequence of him getting blown in the wind mm-hmm. and his drawers getting blown off, <laughs> which wouldn't be that embarrassing for a monkey. No. We lost lights. I'll turn it back on on the break. Uh, <laughs> need a clapper. Uh, <laughs> We cut back. Petey's with the snowboarding group. Um, they're just they just finished a run. The teacher she's got some some feedback for them, mostly positive. She says, "Chaz, you stomped that frontside 180, and Pete, you got some sweet air." Um, but Chaz is a dick anyway. She yeah, talks fuck about Chaz, dude. Yeah, Chaz sucks. And. Uh, then she brings up the uh, partner border cross. PD asks, what is this? And they go, that's the big race, man. Um, winner's going to get free passes and new boards. And the winner's going to get to shred with Bjorn Linus. Oh, Bjorn day. Linus? No Bjorn way. Bjorn Linus. <laughs> Fucking legend, bro. Household mm. snowboarding name, Bjorn Linus? Um, it's just a bummer that Petey does not have a partner. So we're gonna have to figure something out. Um, cut back to the house. Jay's band. They are way too concerned with staring at Jack and pretty sure he's playing Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay finally has to convince him to go back to practice. Um, Jack snags an old, uh, snowboard from upstairs and starts jumping around and jumping on the bed doing flips and practicing his grabs um then he ends up riding the board down the stairs Petey interrupts because he comes home and he doesn't know where jack is there's a little back and forth where jay's like he was out there Petey's like no you know it's a little back and forth 
Um, they go back out there, and sure enough, Jack's sitting where he left him. I think Jay insults him. Get your eyes checked or something like that. Um, then we get bedtime. And I think this is the... Is this the hand grab? Yeah, this is it. I have it in okay. my notes. Um, the hand thing is so weird because it's, it's like Pete is learning that a species has evolved beyond him. I feel like that's like the tone that it takes. Mm-hmm. He's like looking at his hand, looking at Pete's hand. So there's some subliminal messaging going on here, especially with the Charles Dawson book that he's reading. <laughs> yeah, do you think when Jack's looking at it, he's wondering, like, I've never seen these three types in between me and Petey. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this what I'm going to become? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Petey kills the lights. It's bedtime. And then we... Uh, we cut to Stanley and Gil sleeping in a parking lot. They're looking for Jack. So it's the next day or another day. Jay drops Petey off and heads for some sandwiches. Says, Jack, you're on your own. I'm going to grab some sandwiches and no chimps allowed. So trust Jack enough to just leave him in his van. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. But Jack, he Does he roll the window anymore. down? What's that? Does he roll the window down at least? I would hope so. I think it's only on hot days. It is Colorado. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He should have put up a sign that says the chimp's okay. Mm-hmm. How many chimps do you think died Cars running. filming this movie? Fewer chimps that have died in cars on hot days. I think One. I think less chimps died in That's why Julie's this film. husband left. Over Julie, um, Julie left a Jeep running. <laughs> we'll write that script later. She left it running in the garage though. Get our yeah. the CEO just filled the house up. <laughs> Get our Oscar later. Yeah. Yeah, it was she, Manchester by the Sea. She killed all of the her actual children and then tried to replace them with chimps. She had a real son and named Jack. And Louie. This is all copyrighted, listeners. Don't try to don't try this at home. I don't think they will. She accidentally hooked up a garden hose from the exhaust pipe. Accidentally. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Um but you know what? This was is it a mistake or was it a great thing to have left Jack alone in this van? Oh, I thought you meant the hose again from the exhaust pipe. Was it a mistake or great? No, it was just an accident. Because now look Um, at how wonderful her life is. (laughs) Stuck in a hurricane. Full of chimps. Uh, Jay goes off for a sandwich. Jack is stuck in the back of this van. Really for not very long because he decides he wants in on this snowboarding action. He suits up. Jay, for some reason, had some snowboarding gear that would fit a chimp. And an extra board. And guys, here we are. Our chimp is snowboarding. 45 minutes into the film. And an hour into this podcast, we take a pee break. And 
Post thunder in your heart. Let's get back to MXP. We left off. Uh, Jack had just put on a real snowboard, some real gear, and busted out of a van. He's ready to hit the fucking slopes, dude. Um, but guess who's there? We got Stan and Gil. They're on the lookout. Luckily, they get distracted by a pretty fit lady. And surprisingly, the fit lady, she reacts positively to it. She's mm-hmm. like, she's ready to have a side by side with these two goons. <laughs> Why would she want to drive an all terrain vehicle with those two guys? Do you think, you know, this motion here? When they said you're going skiing, mm-hmm. you know, where you're jerking off a guy on the right and a guy on the left? Do you think that came from MXP? <laughs> This fit lady, she was going to go. Yeah, I think that came from MXP. <laughs> I know I know. I came from MXP. Uh, so Jack has just stolen a board, and he just takes off. He sucks at first. He's not good. He's not good at all. Yes. <laughs> Using his goddamn hands, he's a fucking cheater. Disqualification. How, is that disqualification? A disqualification? I would assume you could fall over however much you wanted in snowboarding. He's using his hands to stay But yes, up. you're right. Yeah. You could probably right. reach down and touch the snow as you're boarding along. I'm sure yeah. that's a trick. Like a cool way, not <laughs> a cool. Dog paddling. I mean, he's got it going like a propeller almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is animal abuse. Yeah, I'm not really for it. And and then I feel bad for saying he sucks. It's like... like how about his ankles after this? I mean, yeah. ouch. And he's got to he, wear fucking human I'm not shoes. good at jumping from tree to tree. Yeah, I mean, even just making him wear snow boots seems <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of fucked up. Where the fuck he, did he get these clothes at? He, yeah, Kyle, you bring up a great point. He walks like shit. Yeah, because his ankles are already fucked from playing hockey. He's supposed to be leaning on his front wrist and shit, yeah. right? He yeah. gave all for that ZHL championship. Yeah, he walks like Hank Hill's dad from King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his, uh, I imagine over the filming of this trilogy, his body is just broken and. He's just a washed-up piece of meat by the time he gets to MXP. You think David Bowie busted his legs? Yeah. That's what we do. We'll look look that up at the end of this episode to see if Louis the Chimpanzee is still alive. Oh, I thought you were going to say if Bowie broke both of his legs or not. Bowie's not alive. We know that much. He was alive in 04. I don't know. Rest in peace. Yeah, I wonder what the lifespan is of a chimp and if doing extreme sports shortens that lifespan. Yeah, I would guess so, right? I don't know. Tony Hawk's still alive. Well, he's not a chimp. (laughs) Yeah, he's not a chimp. He's a bird. (laughs) 
That was a lame joke. Jack runs into the snowboard gang. Uh, and then I have something written down. Pete, he's a monkey. I think he's figured that out. Do you guys remember what that's from? Nope. Okay. Uh, this is right before... Um, It must be some bad joke or whatever. So he catches up. Pete is like all stoked about it. Um. Oh, it's one of the other kids in the gang. They're like, Pete, he's a monkey. And then another one says, oh, I th- yeah, I think he's figured that out. Like, it's pretty obvious that this is a snowboarding chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. So P- Pete starts to train him. Um. Or really just cheers him on. He's not really showing him anything. He's just kind of standing off to the side. And then we get a pretty hardcore pop punk uh, montage. I will ask, is this the most montages we've had in five-day rental history? Hmm. I would think so. I think it is. I mean, I wrote that down, so obviously. It what stood else out. had a montage? Uh, Rad had a few. Robot jocks. Did Rad? Would you call any of those montages? I mean, it was a montage of them like falling in love. It was a montage of the the BMX uh, prom dance. The prom dance isn't really a montage. Yeah, and that makes me think mm. that the other stuff isn't. A montage has got to be like the tricks changing over time, right? Yeah. Like you're watching someone advance in a very short. A montage is anything with action and music. Falling in love ain't action, bro. Oh, you're not doing it right. Uh. (laughs) Uh. Peter North can't do that until they say action. Uh, we get our first of two terrible green screens here with Pete and Jack on the ski lift. Um, <laughs> you can't put a monkey that high up in the air. <laughs> it's against union laws. Yeah. Um, they're at the cafeteria. Jack wants to race. He thinks he's good enough to join the race and Pete is desperate for a partner. So they file their application. We cut back to Mexico. Um, the hurricane just stops, just stop, just done. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that's when Julie can now say, Oh, time to go back to El Simeon. So she runs to a the desk and says, Hey, can you get me on a flight? Um, go back to Jack playing video games again. He's beyond addicted at this point. If he's not yeah. snowboarding, he's playing Xbox. Petey's dad finally calls. It's been what? A week? Four days. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm saying worst dad ever. Two either, months. Either real busy or not very attentive. Um, so Jack answers. And I think this is the only time in the movie Jack makes any noise like any vocal noise and just for some reason decides to just start making monkey noises into the phone. 
He answers that phone from a lazy boy recliner. <laughs> if you have the executive model lazy boy, is there just a big phone cord coming out of the back of it? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a landline. How do you hook it up? If they could put I a massager know. in that thing, they could yeah, put a phone in there. Where's the cord go? Each in one of my grand yeah, each one of my grandparents had one of those recliners that stands you up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. No. no but okay. I'm just worried about your future. It's like oh, I'm fucked, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have worse joints than a snowboarding monkey. People know what I'm talking about. They make these recliners for old people (laughs) because you you sit in the recliner and you can't get back up. So it goes like this, and it basically pushes you up on your feet. It goes, like, completely flat? It goes from a chair to up. Mm -hmm. So imagine, you know, when your recliner is reclined all the way back and the leg part is out. Mm-hmm. Now, just keep it in that formation, but stand it up. So the, the recliner automatically pushes. So do you got to go all the way back first and then all the yeah. way up? Does it recline you first and then? <laughs> no, no, no. You're in the seated position. You you get back to the seated position. Watch my hand. And you just kind of like we're that. Sorry, we're sorry, listeners. <laughs> Your ass pushes out. 135, cut that. <laughs> what, your ass pushes out? <laughs> Petey's dad hangs up. Uh, we cut to Petey. He's arguing with Jay about whether or not mac and cheese is more nutritious than ravioli. Thoughts? The same. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes we get a mushroom ravioli from I guess, Trader yeah, I guess, Joe's. I guess it depends yeah. what's in the ravioli. Spinach ricotta ravioli. I think so. the ravioli would be healthier. Yeah. No, because I put uh, bacon lard in mine. In your ravioli? I mean, yeah. if you're keto, dude. Deep fry it. Is that just what you call it when you cover noodles in bacon lard? <laughs> and eat them? It's really just cream cheese, and I put bacon bits, and then I wrap them in my ravioli. We've made cum jokes that aren't as gross. <laughs> the dad calls back. Um, and, yeah, I think we talked about it. Is this the first call that he's made since he's been gone? Um, yes. Yeah. And then he immediately starts talking about himself. He's like, I just called to tell you everything's going great. <laughs> I closed the Emerson account. <laughs> Haven't found you a mom yet. Gone through four hookers. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that I, I think there's some freakier shit going on with this dude uh, later on. We don't know what his business is. Yeah, he might be. Well, later on, whenever he actually gets home. Oh, okay. I did notice some things. Well, as a father, you might be knowing what to look for, right? No, he had a fucking what, disco what ball. Up? He has a disco ball above his bed. I'm like, this guy's into some freakier shit than we think. 
Maybe that was there before they moved in. Yeah. And he hasn't changed it yet. Maybe he nah. bought it from some aging swingers. Quit trying to defend this guy. Okay. Um. <laughs> we cut to Stan and Gill at the ski shop. Oh wait, in in the previous scene where yeah. the dad does call back, did you see the? It kept cutting to like the movie that Jack is watching. Um, he's like watching TV. That's why he starts like making all the noises because there's a monkey on the TV. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. But go back and watch it. It looks like he's watching a movie where a monkey fights a dog. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, Kyle. No, go back and watch it. Watch the whole movie again so the scene has context. Mm-hmm. It hinges on this. Yeah. The right. whole movie builds to this point. Stan and Gil, they're in the ski shop. They, um... They steal some skis from some people. They're getting ready to go hit the slopes and look for Jack. And we get an inappropriate, you know, Hank Azaria Indian voice. Is anybody watching The Simpsons recently? Like, new Simpsons? Not new no. episodes, just what I catch on FX or whatever. Okay. If, it, if it's it, on it, FXX and I flip over to it and it's like an old one from when I was a kid, I I'll might watch, watch like half okay. of it. I'm just wondering, like, is a poo not even there anymore? It's just a different guy now, I guess. It's an actual Indian guy. Yeah, and then the guy who did it came out. I think it was like a few weeks ago, and like, Hank like, Azaria, right? He's like, "Look, I'm sorry. Like, it was a job. Like, we started it in 1979. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't yeah. be mad. He's like, I agree totally. Uh, so, yeah, sorry." Which yeah, I kind of put him in a shitty position. I don't but think he, also he did a, fucking apologize. Yeah. But he did other ethnic people, right? He's a goddamn comedian. Yeah, he did Lenny and what's his name? Carl? Uh, Car- or he did Carl, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure he does like a shitload of voices yeah. on there. I don't know. Who were three white guys to judge be discussing this topic? Yeah, let's do the voice you were just talking about. Let <laughs> me do my exercises. <laughs> um, cut to Jack, Pete. They're grinding again. And Jack accidentally almost goes over Doom Drop. Petey catches him. Is this our Chekhov's gun of the movie? Mm-hmm. Basically. Okay. Stanley and Gil, they spot Jack. Um, they try to net him. This is where we get the most goofy part of the movie, I think. Um, they're unable, despite the fact that Jack has to snowboard with one hand flipping on the snow the whole time, they're unable to catch him. They get caught in a tree. Um, yeah, well, he's a real, by this point in the movie, he's a real Bjorn Linus out there on the slopes. So Stan and Gil, they fall and uh, roll into a giant snowball. Um, end up down by like the ski shop. What do you call it? Ski lodge? Mm-hmm. Into a bunch of people. 
they bust up the snowball and then immediately a bunch of random ass people start attacking them. And I thought this would suck if they had fallen by accident, <laughs> right? Like they didn't, they had no real ill intent. I mean, they maybe they th- know that they were trying to kidnap a monkey, but. Well, I just wrote down, you know, when are these two going to realize that the prize they've been searching for the whole time is the friendship that they already have? Mm-hmm. They don't need this monkey. They've already got it all. Just a couple best buds getting into adventures. Owing money to the fucking mob. It can't be that much money because we're going to later talk about how excited the mob guy gets over a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stan and Gil, they're taken away by some EMTs. Then we get the brain freeze sequence in Jay's van. Jack celebrating with his first Slurpee and experiencing his first brain freeze. Is this Dynamite Boy singing this song? Yeah, I think it's all the songs. Okay. No, I saw another band listed in the credits. All I seen was Dynamite Dan's face just said, fuck you. I looked this up. (laughs) Back to Mexico. Julie comes out. We got the three little monkeys sitting by the pool. She says, all right, who wants to go with me to go get Jack? They all raise their hand. So obviously they're not having that great of a time. (laughs) Then she immediately backtracks and says, no, why don't you guys just stay here? Enjoy the vacation. I'll go get Jack and bring him back. Louie throws a little fit. She ends up saying, all right, Louie, you come along. So she just leaves Lulu and the other monkey there in Acapulco. Yeah, this plan makes no sense. You're going to get back one monkey by leaving two monkeys? I mean, (laughs) they're older. They'll be all right. It's just another example of this lady's piss-poor plan. Yeah. Plus, how long is this vacation? It's that you're going to fly, go get Jack, and then come back and enjoy another it's two another, days of vacation. It's just another example of how mentally unstable this lady is. And where are her funds coming from? She's jet-setting all over the fucking place. Maybe she sells seasoned monkey meats. Juju bees. Chimpanzees. All right. Uh, Daddy's home. Yep. He, tr- he tries to sneak in. Um, he just wants to sleep. This guy's obviously exhausted from banging hookers and closing the Epson account. Cocaine. Emerson yeah. account. I'm sorry, Kyle. Emerson. Been awake for 72 hours. <laughs> just oh, party. Was, was he writing a wrestling movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what he did. Coke he was the third for 72 guy. hours. He was the third guy in the hotel room. (laughs) Taking notes. We're leaving your name off for tax reasons, brother. We'll pay you under the table, brother. We gotta get tax-free money, brother. You gotta gotta put me in, though. All right, we'll put you under a character name as Chaz. The IRS is coming for Hulkamania. I'm not going to let it happen, brother. 
They ripped the shirt off my back. <laughs> so the dad tries to sneak home or tries to sneak in. There's a little clap back and forth. He's clapping and turning the light on. Jack's clapping and turning it off. Finally, the dad is startled by Jack in his bed. Um, then we get Pete and Jay running in. And then there's a funny line here where they say we, we're pretty sure he's from Mexico when they're trying to explain how they found him and everything. Um, Jay talks about how he's called all these people. And then we cut to Jay meeting with a reporter about doing a story about Jack with the goal of hopefully maybe the Jack's real family will see their story. This news lady seems like she's just, cause he's like, you're going to mention that he needs to find his family. Right. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Get some shots of that monkey snowboarding. <laughs> seems like she doesn't give a shit at all. It's the total package from a local news standpoint. This'll get me the Peabody. <laughs> He had five days to come up with this shit, and this is what he... That, that was his master plan? I think it's a pretty good plan. How well, the just, fuck are she going to see a local yeah. newscast from Colorado all the way in another fucking country of Mexico? some other affiliate would pick it up, or <laughs> CNN would pick it up. You know what I mean? Like, they would. They They show that shit. Wouldn't it be hilarious if be o- Ro- Mexico Robin only Mead gets on Canada news? <laughs> a snowboarding chimp. Yes, but it would it would make its way. I thought I'd seen everything. Yep. There'd be the 30 second back and forth between the sportscaster or the sports guy, you know, and the You know the shit. This is all before fucking TikToks and YouTube and everything, you know, where it would be a TikTok and it would fucking spread, mm-hmm. you know, with you captions. Know this snowboarding monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we lost Dan. I was just reading my notes. Oh, okay. All right. We are so close to grinding through this fuck. All right. Um,. So the airline co there's an airline coworker that Julie runs into. Um, he's not very helpful. Um, at the desk, Louie ends up making a huge ruckus because she's trying to find out, like, you know, do you have any information on where Jack went? And magically, they have some memo system in their computers that basically says, "Oh, there was a flight to Colorado and a kid didn't get on, but somebody went anyway." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, but we'll blow by it. Well, I feel like if you went to the airport looking for a missing member of your party, that they would help you. This guy's like, I'm not allowed to release any information. I don't know. Like, is it their responsibility that you didn't... I kind of get his whole thing. It's like, we can't go into the personal movements of other passengers. There's a right to privacy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously it wasn't that bad because a monkey just jumping up and down was enough to scare him into uh, revealing all the info anyway. Mm -hmm. 
obviously, lady, we've been very lenient with you because we allow your chimpanzees in here without calling the authorities. But, mm-hmm. you know. I know some arts and craft stores that aren't so lenient with their mask and leash laws. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, they'll go under pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I get all my shit from Amazon anyway. Duh. I get my chimps and my glue from the Amazon. Put them together. So we see the news report about Jack. Um, It obviously makes its way down to Mexico and everywhere. Uh, Stan and Gil, they see it. They show up at the house pretending to be Mexican. I don't know if this is more or less offensive than the Indian voice on the phone. About Um, the same. Shades of gray, dude. Shades of gray. (laughs) They hand over a uh, a little form that is, and this might be my favorite joke of the movie. That's obviously pretty. It's a shitty form, and Jay says this does look official. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought he was Mexican, so Jack just goes with these people. Doesn't say no, I don't know them, nothing. So this pretty locks in Jack's intelligence for us any sort of question we had on how smart he was kind of sad for a chimpanzee that could read mm-hmm. um <laughs> jay does uh, give him like a really sad hang loose as he's leaving mm-hmm. it's all very sad pete's pete's really sad so sad that um, Pete's is being a bitch with and Jack is like trying to ET, like wipe the tears away from Pete's eye, and is just poking Pokes. him, pokes him. In the eye. Okay, I'm glad you saw that too. And then he just takes off, and then uh, he forgot his fucking sombrero, man. Some real Mexican chimp. Um, Stan and Gil, they cage him up in the back of a van. We got Julie and Louie, so they. They made their way to Colorado based on the report that somebody missed a flight to Colorado. And then they don't know what to do. So she's just um, sitting in the waiting area and then happens to see a news report. Um, so she makes a call. And then we cut to Jay and the dad. And then here's another great scene. This is where I think Jay solidifies being the funniest person and the best actor in the movie. This is the dad calm down, remain calm scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, turns out that the, the guys that came to pick up the, the chimp were imposters. No shit. Uh, we got Stan and Gil. They are prepped to show Polly a caged up Jack. Turns out that Polly knows who Jack is. And he's got a thousand clams on on Jack to win the border cross. And it's got to be pretty good odds on the monkey, though. I mean, that seems like a good a good payout. Mm-hmm. I'm betting against that bitch. If he is freaking the fuck out about a thousand clams or a thousand dollars, how much did do Stan and Gil actually owe him? I'm gonna say like for him to get that reaction. Like three fifty. Three fifty? Yeah. Um Well, how much of a degenerate gambler do you have to be to bet on a kid's downhill snowboarding race? 
on a monkey that snowboards. Kid slash primate snowboarding race. <laughs> oh, that seems like a good bet. A monkey's in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. Where's my money at? I, it's extreme alone to be aware of the race, much less betting on it. I mean, mm-hmm. this is some ESPN, like, eight shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't say ape shit. I said eight. Ocho. This is, I don't know. Maybe he follows Bjorn Linus's blog. <laughs> well, it's kind of like even if you were going to place a bet on a kid's downhill snowboarding race, you'd probably have to do that through the mob. But this guy is the mob. Who does he go to to place this bet? Mm-hmm. He knows insider information. So he gets pissed at the guys. Obviously, he's going to release him. And then he says... Um, Oh, Jack, the way you ride the half pipe is rad. So, bringing us back to rad, the badass flick that kicked off this category. But also, not once have we seen Jack on a half pipe. No. A half penny? Um, Jack gets Probably. united with Petey. They're going to do the race. Shit, Yeah. And then there's this really awkward shot of the dad shaking his head. Did you guys see this? No. Okay. So, Kyle, you told Dan that he has to go back and watch something for continuity. I'm assigning you to watch this part. Okay. It's this weird kind of I super odd. Okay. Um. Then we finally get to meet Bjorn Linus. <laughs> Thank God. Finally, Jesus. Well, I already knew what he looked like going in, because <laughs> you guys don't know Bjorn? I knew him with hair. Oh, right. <laughs> so this look was new to me. Yeah. Um, We finally get the reveal that this lady's name is Julie, because she shows up um, and introduces herself. Um, Bjorn and this other girl, they are getting ready to commentate the race and Bjorn knows all about Chad's aggressive style which is going to be perfect for this race I was equally as disturbed about gambling on this well gambling on the race was disturbing but learning about Bjorn's knowledge of these children is even more disturbing Uh, we get another bad green screen shot of Pete and jack up on the ski lift they make it just in time so right as the the race starts they come up as the cat feeder going off i don't know if you heard that um they make it just in time right as the race starts um why is this a partner race yeah they even refer at the beginning whenever he's with the snowboard teacher that the bjorn you get to fucking ride do a ride along with him and they're like but it's a it's a doubles race and she's like well we'll figure that out later but yeah i didn't understand that either yeah i i think just because this movie wouldn't work without a chimpanzee a a two-person race i get it because you can't have the you can't have bitch ass pete beat the chimpanzee 
or the chimpanzee beat bitch ass Pete because then they wouldn't be friends anymore. See, I think I would have had it where Stan and Gil, in trying to kidnap Jack, they injure Pete. And Pete is not able to do the race. So Jack, dressed as Pete, does the race. Are you Canadian? Eh? Or we, if I was French-Canadian, yeah. Oui, oui. We get some intense racing action from some stunt guys. Um, Chaz is pushing PD all over the place, tries to push him into a tree. Bjorn sees it. Oh, he's toast, man. Uh, <laughs> Plain white toast. Uh, the female commentator, she goes, is that even legal? Bjorn says, yeah, anything goes in the border cross. It's a race, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So that makes it it totally okay for Pete and uh, Jack. They, uh, I fucking wrote Pete and Jack Lithgow for it and land. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they they take the doom drop, and in doing so, they're able to sort of catch up right behind the leaders. Pete catches up right at the last minute. He wins. Jack gets third place. And we don't have Pauly... any. We don't have any comments about Doom Drop. The Doom Drop looks like about a one foot drop. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Uh, I, was I was like, I could have fucking done that. It's a hill. <laughs> Wasn't like a little. <laughs> it's like it's a, a bump. That's it. It. Looked, it looked less dangerous than the rest of the course. Yeah. I was, yeah. uh, was going to ask, mm-hmm. would you guys rather do Doom Drop or Hell Track? Well, I guess I'd rather do Doom Drop. <laughs> I mean, Doom Drop's way easier than Hell. Yeah. Where is Where is Bart Taylor not? <laughs> Bart Taylor could totally jump Doom Drop. He wouldn't even touch mm-hmm. Doom Drop. He'd just jump it. Mm-mm. So Pete wins. More importantly, Polly wins his thousand clams. Ooh, thank you God. noticed his little alfresco setup. He had like a little mm-hmm. table and shit yeah. all set up. Next. He had a, a table, a glass mm-hmm. of wine, a breadstick. Yeah. Oh my all God. the Italian tropes. Yeah. Horse head. Too bad he didn't have a churro sticking out of a chocolate shake. Yeah. Uh, Louie runs up. Him and Jack are reunited. They're bouncing up and down. Um, we get a little some little metal action let's give it up for pete and jack they're our champions chavs uh chaz gives pd his uh some goddamn respect finally mm-hmm. um and then bjorn is like pete you want to go for a victory run it's like oh it's gonna be right after the race where i'm exhausted yeah fucking Bjorn's only there for a day, so yeah. You know, I thought maybe it was like the next day, and you don't get that chance every day. You get to hang out and talk. And would you ever do a celebrity meet and greet? Like go see a celebrity? Yeah, I'm the celebrity. Like you go see a celebrity. You know, like when they have those like contests where we'll fly you out to this movie premiere and you'll get to meet so and so and. It just depends on who it is, I, I guess. Like, have you ever gotten in line for an autograph and, like, met somebody after a show? I did one time, and I was the last person in line, and it was awkward as shit, and I, like, made a joke about it. 
and luckily they were a comedian so it was like all right it worked out i don't think i ever had no anyway i'd much less go fucking snowboard i'd want to snowboard with them you know what i mean did you did you walk up to this comedian like real sweaty and you were like will you sign this john lennon album please <laughs> and then catcher in the rye fell out of my jacket <laughs> yeah No, it was, I'll, it's not that fun, not that great, but it was never not funny. So it was Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap, and I saw them here on like a day that was a crazy fucking snowstorm. Um, so after the show, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna get in line. Like I'm not, it's not that big of a deal. And it was fucking coming down, and I was like, I'm not really in a rush to get on the road either. So I'll hang back. So I got in line. I was like the, in the middle and it was taking forever. And I thought, I'll go pee. So be it. And I thought maybe, cause I was right by the bathroom, like the way that the line had snaked around. And I thought the people would let me kind of come back in. Cause I even said, Hey, I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. And they were like, okay. I thought maybe they'd <laughs> let me jump back in line, but they had already sort of grouped up and around the corner. So I went and I got at the very end of the line. And the whole time, it was like 25 minutes. I was like, this sucks. This is like, because you're going to think if they saw me at any point being in the middle of the line, and now I'm at the end of the line, it looks like I want to be the last person they talk to, you know, to try to like extend the amount of time. So then I got up there and realized, oh, they'll sign, you know, a poster if you buy a poster or whatever. And I was like, do you guys have any posters left? And they're like, yeah, it's like literally the last one. I was like, oh, okay. So it was very fucking like, and they're both tiny and I'm lumbering over them. So I could have easily assassinated them. Yeah. <laughs> so. You should have. And that was uncomfortable as shit. So I will never do that again. I remember seeing Bill Burr at the pageant and we came out of the pageant and he was going back into the little shop there to set up his table to sell DVDs. So this was like right before he got real big. And we basically held the door for him as he went in. And I was like, I should just like fucking go in right now and say what's up to him. Like, this is still awkward as shit. Hey, Billy Baldnuts. Yeah. You know who's really tiny? It's Kevin Costner. Rob Zombie. Tiny Lister. Now that guy's fucking huge. Rob, yeah. Rob Zombie is fucking tiny. But Kevin Costner, it was like shocking. When did you like, see Kevin Costner? Shit. At the Chicago airport. Sam and I went on, I think we were coming back from Portland. Did you throw a like a tomato at him? No. Shut up. So we, I think we were, we had like six or seven flights for this fucking vacation. Before, and we flew into Chicago and we're coming back to St. Louis and we get into Chicago and we have like a half hour layover. You can't call a fucking half hour a layover. Um, and we're walking around. And I was like, we've been in so many goddamn airports and we haven't seen anybody famous. This sucks. And I shit you not, we turn the corner, we walk like 10 feet and there's this little guy in like a cowboy hat and a leather jacket and a bunch of people taking selfies with him and shit. And I went, Sam, that's Kevin Costner. She's like, no, it's not. I was like, it's fucking Kevin Costner. And the guy next to him was like trying to push me away. I was like, oh, 
fucking tiny. Bitch. Yeah, like five <laughs> foot, like Rob Zombie small. It's like, holy shit, man. Uh, anyway, so Bjorn and Pete, they finally go on their victory run, and Jay's band plays for the post-Border Cross Gold event. Fuck yeah. And, of course, snowboard teacher, she's there, front row, bouncing around. Showing them titties. Yeah. Did you guys think it was kind of weird that there wasn't, like, a Pete's dad and Julie hookup? Like, they didn't shake hands and have, like, some sort of chemistry or... He's he's having too much fun snorting cocaine out of hookers' assholes, dudes. Like, he's not getting anywhere so near a lady who has, like, six chimps. Chimps. Yeah. You're not, you're not tying that guy down. Nah. He doesn't even want the kids he's got. Yeah, he checks on him every six days. Like. So maybe that crazy head shake was like fucking crank fueled. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, oh, fuck, yeah. He caught a, a bump of meth in the ski the, lodge. Where the fuck am I? I'm still high <laughs> as fuck. There's a chimpanzee snowboarding over there. Oh, fuck, Shit. I got kids? <laughs> oh, fuck. Am I back in oh. Canada again? Oh, Emerson's never going to believe this. <laughs> Why wouldn't you tell your kids, like, okay, you're not going to believe this. This monkey that was in my bed, I saw him at the airport. Like, you would. So he must be on drugs if he forgot that six days ago. Well, if you if you say that, technically, Jay and uh, Petey saw him as well at the airport. Well, they didn't notice him. They didn't know. I mean, I think. They may have just thought it was a little guy in a sombrero. Well, if you were if you were the dad during the ski contest, why wouldn't you say like, "That's my son, and that's the chimp that sleeps in my bed" <laughs> to, to the other crowd members? Yeah, talk yourself up a little, you know. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you yell that at Bjorn to get him yeah. to notice you? Yeah. Bjorn, Jack slept in my bed. You think Chaz is aggressive? Try to get Jack out of your bed. Exactly. Yeah. I got a clap lamp. Fuck yeah. MXP. Most extreme primate. There it is. Is that the end credits? Cue the po- the, uh, the pop punk. Whenever you- they were... Go ahead. Doing the the end credits, why weren't the because they show some bloops and I was like, why isn't it just a series of of clips where one of these chimps freaks out and <laughs> exerts some strength, rips a face off? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, well, this film was dedicated to several behind the scenes crew members that were had their balls and throats ripped. <laughs> Can you guys name a post or a, I keep wanting to say post punk, a pop punk band from around this time? Blink 182. Okay. All time low. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I just kept coming up with newfound glory. Yeah, yellow card. Bowling for soup. Yeah. Okay. 
Damn, we didn't, took Blink. We didn't we didn't get MX, a band name, did we? MXPX. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, was their name? I always get no less, effects. Less, less than, than Jake. Jake. Yeah. Me first and the gimme gimmies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you put Green Day in that? Mm-mm. No. I had I an argument with uh, a lady who loves like pop punk, and she's like, I fucking hate Green Day. And I'm like, you can't hate Green Day because without Green Day, you wouldn't have all these fucking bands that you like. She's like, that's not true. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Green Day paved the way. They were the first successful punkers, I guess. Besides actual punk music, I guess. Freaking punkers. Some, some 41. What are you, a punker? Somebody was not bad though. They fit the genre. Yeah, I guess so. Sometimes I I sing some forty one when I'm stuck in a gutter. Cause I'm Rinse. in too deep. Rinse so bad, my mom should have had an abortion. Abortion. Fucking cool as hell. Didn't that dude? He was married to Avril Lavigne, right? Yeah, who I was too for like Fuck, they're months. Canadian, right? Yeah, dude. And then she left him for Nickelback, dude. Who's Canadian? Dude. Who has more money? If Sam left me for the a dude from Nickelback. You're, you look like I, a rougher version of Chad Kroger. I would go out to the garage and I would certainly not be coming Nickelback, if you know what I mean. Can uh, you get a perm? I'd be, I'd be pulling a... Fucking star is born. Hook, hook that hose up to the exhaust uh, exhaust pipe. Mm-hmm. You'd steal your brother's voice. I'm kind of blown by the whole. I look like a rougher Chad Kroger. <laughs> Might be the meanest shit you ever said. <laughs> so let's get to your fucking trivia. <laughs> well, Bones, I will tell you that you picked the fucking whopper here. I have. In the history of five-day rentals, the least amount of notes that I could find. Cool. And that's three. <laughs> and I've already gave one out. Uh, well, actually, I've gave two out. So we have one left. That it was filmed in Canada and Dynamite Boy did the music? No, we did Dynamite Boy. The actual star of this film is Louis the Chimp. That's his real name. That's who Jack is. Uh, it came so out. So then, who's Louie? Louie yeah, is Jack. Name? Okay, uh, Dan. <laughs> this is not going to become an N64 Xbox thing. Enhance your calm, bro. So in this movie, there is a chimp named Jack, and then there's another chimp named Louie. So you telling me that Louie is Jack? I'm asking. Then who is Louie? Louie the chimp plays Jack <laughs> in the film. Okay. It's not the other Louie. I get that that Louie is a separate Louie. You're, you're overthinking this. This has turned into the 1080 argument all over again. He's In the movie, there is a chimp named Louie. I understand that. 
What's the real name of that chimp? <laughs> I don't fucking know because he's not the star. <laughs> that one is dead because he looked old. Am I wrong? That is like the movie Tango and Cash. Who's <laughs> Tango and who's Cash? And Kurt Russell's character being named Sylvester. Well, that's who they really wanted. Louis is Jack. I don't know who the other fucking Louis is. Don't ask me. Just like, you know, werewolves is dad dogs. Okay. January 20th, 2004 is when this came out. Um, $12 million budget. I don't, I don't believe that. That's just, it said estimated. It's got to be for monkey wranglers. <laughs> and then, yeah, Dynamite Boy wrote wrote the music. So they get a cool million. And that was it. Like, I couldn't find shit. I found this weird article of a guy talking about how great this trilogy was. But every time he would mention a movie, he kept going up in dates. So... The first one would be the date of MXP, but then the second one would be like two years off, and then our MXP would be like four years off. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's a weird ass article. <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know. Did you guys look anything else up? No, I I did look to see what its letterbox rating was. Oh, I didn't even look and, at that. Either. And then I thought about um, asking you guys how embarrassed you're going to be having this on your your letterbox <laughs> not at all all your new followers having to look and see that you you said that watched. and when i woke up this morning i had like nine new followers yeah kyle no i don't think i've gained one <laughs> fucking loser that's crazy i've, I've <laughs> lost followers since we started the pod <laughs> I've been uh, completely taken off letterboxed. <laughs> I've been blackballed from the app. <laughs> Kyle, you got a lith go for it? Yeah, shit, whatever. Have him play Jack. What's <laughs> it? Uh, have him play. Have him play the coked up dad. He could. He could really chew the scenery with a part like that. Uh, that was going to be mine as well. I was thinking Julie. <laughs> Just in a wig, freaking out in the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not afraid to do wig work, so. Uh-uh. Is it time? Yeah, I have to pee. Okay. And then uh- when you get back... We can do rate my letterboxed. Oh. Rate my letterbox. I'll cut that one out. Why not? You should just use it. Alright, now for um the part in the show where Kyle gets it right. Play rate my letterboxed. That's a lot of pressure now. Mm-hmm. Dan, why don't you start us off? All right. Um, 
An hour and 10 minutes into this movie, Polly says the words rad. And at that moment in time, I thought I would rather be watching rad than this. So I think I'm going with a 0.5 stars here, guys. I think this is my lowest rating. For the listeners at home, normally the rules of Rate My Letterbox are we each take turns rating or thinking what oh, shit. <laughs> the other two people would rate this. I was wondering why Kyle was looking at me. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that, Dan, you're giving this a 0. 0.5. Yeah, there you go. I gave you guys yeah. one. There you go. It was all for you, Bone, so you can win this week. Fuck. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I'd guess Dan, 0. 0.5. Oh, you're nice. totally wrong, dude. That that one seems like a lock. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess for Bones, 1.5. Can I still guess? Yeah, you still got to guess. Okay. I'm going Bones a one and I'm going Kyle a one. Kyle, I'm going to say 1.5. Dan, you've already exposed yourself. <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's all right. Kyle, what you got? Uh, yeah, I'd give this a 1.5. It's thanks, Dan. <laughs> it's not a a good movie. It's you know I probably had a better time watching it than I thought I would going in for something mm-hmm. that's G rated. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a fun chimp movie. He walks around. He snowboards. It's a good time. I think all of those reasons. Uh, exemplify my rating. I got to go 2.5. Good Lord. Why? Because this is a movie about a snowboarding chimpanzee and they fucking nailed it. They set a... Like Robot Jocks last week, we discussed, is this an adult movie that has kid elements or is it a kid movie with adult elements? This movie knew what it fucking was. It, it, yeah. Would I rather be watching Rad? Yeah, Rad is the best fucking movie we've watched so far. So, yeah. But this movie, I think, delivers in what it wants to do. I knew you guys were going low. I thought I'd favor it a little bit. Help bump it up. You knew that it was it's gonna getting be a little, bottom getting a of little the bit of this strange land bump. No, I genuinely <laughs> think we'll we'll talk to you after the next category and see how yeah, you feel. I, well, and let's not go comparing this to Strange Land. I mean, now we're dragging good movies through the mud. Oh, come on! I, I mean, I think, but I think that's fair to compare it. Strange Land knew what it was trying to do. Fucking sure. MXP knows what it was trying to do. It was. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would agree. Yeah. I have watched fucking family movies that are unwatchable, and this movie is, I think, extremely watchable. Even on the second watch, I was f- cracking up. Like, 
It's a cute little flick. If you do look it up on Letterboxd and you look up list, it is on a lot of like crazy ass movies, uh, cult movies, stuff like that. It does yeah. make those lists. Kyle, did you plug this guy in? I did. I put this in. Uh, so, so far we have done 12 movies. This would rank at number 11 with an average rating of 1.5. What's last? Monster Dog. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Monster Dog is... <laughs> Unwatchable. Well, I've thought about moving up my score for Monster Dog because I had fun watching it, but as a film, it is you cannot see or hear most of it. (laughs) We're on the fucking Blu-ray. It's just it's a hard Monster Dog is brought up in every fucking episode we have done. Is every other movie we've done. Dan, I mean, just to be fair, though, the three of us each gave Monster Dog a one, including you. We'll talk after our next category, okay? There might be some fucking changes ahead in the future. Look, Bones definitely pulled up the score for MXP with a 2.5. No, because Wednesday, (laughs) this was the last movie on the list. Everybody knew that. What? No, I thought for sure. I was like, oh, this is going to be a little bit higher than Robot Jocks. I was like, this is going to be in that no holds barred area. I do. You, I mean, shit, I gave I said that Kyle gave it a one point five. So I thought, well, Dan will probably be around the one point five one, you know, area. I didn't think you'd give it a point five. I did. It, dude. I did not enjoy this one. God. Do you want the full list? Give it to Let me. Let me see if I can guess it. All right. We got Rad. Nope. Already wrong. DW3 is our top movie. Oh, that's right. Because it was tied, and then you guys said. Mm hmm. Right? Yep. Okay. So DW3, Rad, Black Dog. Yep. Hunger. Yep. Convoy. Mm-hmm. What is that, five? That would be number five, Convoy. Then Strangeland. Mm-hmm. No Holds Barred. Yep. Robot Jocks. Yep. Deep Rising. Yep. MXP. Nope. Oh, there's one in between that? Yeah. Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. Okay. Then MXP and then Monster Dog. That is the list. I fucking... Rad is so much better than Death Wish 3. <laughs> if we're talking about all this bullshit to get Monster Dog off the bottom. That's in two weeks. We're going to review it. 
I have thought about Rad every day since we've watched it. I've listened to that soundtrack multiple times. Okay. Let's end this fucking show. Let's get to the after credits. It's Kyle's turn to select a category. So for this week, five-day rentals, we did MXP, Most Extreme Primate, a much better movie than Dan gives it credit for. But that's fine. It's the rules of the game. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yes. Absolutely. So you can find us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple. We on Stitcher yet? Have we looked into that? Not yet. We're also okay. on Google Podcasts. I don't know anybody who uses Google Podcasts, but we're there. We're there. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at I Enjoy Doritos. Kyle, where are you at? You can find me just at Letterboxd on at Cron Howard. Dan, where you be? Uh, you can find all of us at Five Day Rentals on Letterboxd, or you can find me at K underscore Hungus. And our email, Five Day Rentals Podcast. At Gmail. All right. Well, we're going to sign off. We'll see you after the credits, everybody. See you next week, y'all. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. That was extremely extreme sports. Dan, how do you feel about that category? I feel I feel like there were there were there were some uh, some good deep dives here. I will say that. Mm -hmm. You know, three very different films. I feel like it wasn't sloshed into one extreme sports category. So I think that, I think that was a good thing. Yeah. I think so far with what we've watched 12, so three categories, it's been fairly rounded. I feel good about it. So if you stuck around this part of the show, um, we're going to go ahead and select next week's category, and it is Kyle's turn to start us off, and uh, we'll actually hopefully put him on the spot and make him reveal next week's movie. Are you guys going to make me display my screen? No, nah, I, I trust you. All right. In random number generator, <laughs> set a minimum of one and a max of ten. Here we go. We've generated number seven. Hmm. Interesting category. <laughs> I named this category Red Sauce, which basically is just your movie your movie needs to have one of two things. Number one would either be blood and or pizzas. <laughs> The fucking perfect movie for this. Okay. So the movie that I wrote down, basically in honor of busting in gutters, 
is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I just, I was just about to say, are we really getting a, a fucking turtle category here? Well, it's open. I think this will be a good baseline, and then you can either focus on the blood or the pizzas. Is there blood in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, there are pizzas. <laughs> it was either meets or. the criteria. It was either or. I'm sure someone has some blood on their face. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <clears throat> from 1999. Sorry, 1990. Directed by Steve Barron. This is a movie I watched a shitload as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it since then. I got the music stuck in my head right now as we're talking about it. I even actually referenced this earlier in the show when I said, what are you, a punker? Yeah. This is the first movie I remember going to the theater and watching. What do you guys think of red sauce as a category? I'm excited. I think I got, I think I got a good pick here. I think I got a flick that uh, intertweet or intertweaves intertwines the two. You got a blood and pizza movie? I yeah. think I think mine as well. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh-oh. What year it'll, is yours, uh, Bones? I think it'll... What's that? I said, what year is yours? This is great podcasting. So we have the power of editing. 1982. All right, we're good. Let me make sure it's still available. Oh, yeah. This baby's mad watchable. All right, for the love of fucking God, that was MXP. That was the after credit selection. Tune in next week for TMNT. From 1990, Kyle, I expect 10, 11 pages of notes. He is going to have at have least a lot 10. of notes, bro. He's going to have 10 pages of notes. Guaranteed. I might have 10 pages, but they're all going to be rat focused. So let's. Um, oh, you're looking at that narrative. Let's make a uh, wager bones. I'm going to say 10 pages exactly. I don't know. I feel bad about making the wager prior to him making the notes, you know. He could tweak his hand style. Hand style. It's going to take him four hours to watch this movie. Probably. Yep. I'll work on my Ralph Raphael impression. I'll work on my Casey Jones impression. What are you, a punker? <laughs> I hate punkers. <laughs> Charles Bronson? Nah, that one's different than Bronson. Do you normally go around in a trench coat beating up on people? I will say with that With ninja I, materials. I really <laughs> wish we would have explored more of the Fight Club MXP thing there. I thought that was uh, genius. Maybe there was something to that, and that's why they had to go back and reshoot. Like, oh, we need somebody to acknowledge Jack before... <laughs> Petey, you know, Pete mm-hmm. just made this so, a whole thing up. 
It works. Yeah. What's it fucking the, works, though. What's the whole, like, Kubrick fake the space landing or the moon landing? Apollo 11, theory. I believe. Yeah. What was that whole room thing? Like, two, oh, room 237? Yeah. So, in 10 years, we should make a documentary about MXP <laughs> being all about, like, a child's fractured psyche. Kyle, you're getting restless. Dan, you got to work tomorrow. God damn it, the show's gone along long enough. Five day rentals, crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. You have a beautiful dick.